Hi, and welcome to Midlife Madness, where we check our ego at the door and have unfiltered conversations about midlife issues that a lot of people deal with, but don't generally talk about out loud. So pull up a chair, grab your coffee, and let's chat. Welcome to Midlife Madness. I'm Leslie. And I'm Marie. And can I just say, I just said my name, Leslie. I think that's how you say my name. I honestly don't know. (laughs) I need to ask mom. Is it Leslie or Leslie? Somebody asked me that once and I'm like, is there a difference? I'll answer to either one. I don't know. I I think that it depends on where you live in the country. Kind of like, you know, a lot of stuff like soda and pop. Ah, Well, I hear that Leslie is more like a man's name, but that's how I call myself. So maybe I need to start saying Leslie, but that just sounds dumb. Okay. Anyway, we digress. And if you're somebody who digresses, you're going to love this podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Squirrel. (laughs) Squirrel. Where? Let me see it. Okay. So just a little heads up if you're listening, you know, maybe you're a first time listener or whatever. Um, We are best friends. We also happen to be sisters and we often find ourselves having important and well, let's be honest, not so important (laughs) conversations about topics. And a lot of times we're just, we're like, man, this is, are we the only ones who are experiencing this or is somebody else, you know? Um, So over the years, we've learned that between the two of us, we have a pinch of wisdom and an abundance of embarrassing stories that we love to share with you. I don't know why. We just love self-deprecation. It's the best. And then one day we were just like, hey, why don't we share our conversations in a podcast for the whole world to hear? (laughs) That's a great idea. Yeah. So here we are. We're putting ourselves out there. And in, in all honesty, we really do hope that you feel a little understood when you listen. Um, maybe not insane, because I think sometimes some of the things that can happen to us, some of the things that we have to deal with at this age of our lives, we kind of withdraw a little bit thinking we're the only ones experiencing it. And we're here to tell you, you are not a freaking loan at all. We <laughs> deal with so much. So, and you know, at the very least, we hope you just have a smile on your face while you're listening. And regardless, we're just really, really happy that you've chosen to spend some time with us because we know here, I'm going to do the the airline thing. We know there are many podcasts out there (laughs) and we're just so honored that you choose to listen to ours. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So we do have two rules. Mm -hmm. We don't talk about politics and we don't pass judgment. This is a safe zone where you can share stories and hopefully help other midlifers navigate this interesting season. Of our Ooh, lives. I like how you put that. Interesting season. Yes. That makes it, it sound less awful. It does. <laughs> it's a season where your joints hurt, your kids move away, which yeah. can be good or bad. But you know, it's like, it's, there's a lot going on in the season. So anyway, we always start our podcast off with a little ditty called, I can't believe she said that out loud. And now what we do is we like to embarrass ourselves a little bit or tell a funny story, something that happened to us recently that, you know, maybe you can relate to. So Marie, why don't you kick us off? And my story this week is not so much embarrassing as it is funny. And there's actually a little sad note to it too, but it's a funny, sad note. You'll see when I tell the story. So (laughs) you know that feeling like on Christmas or your birthday and you get a new bike, right? And you can't wait to ride it. It's It's so fun. Yes. Well, imagine that you go to ride the bike and it doesn't, you can't ride it. Like something falls off or like, and, and you're going to have to wait like a week to get another bike. Oh my goodness. A week lasts forever yes, in that instance. Yes. Can you imagine? So, so, sad. so Bob's birthday was last week and for his birthday, oh, right. yeah, I got him this really cool TV and I initially had it set up to come 
to our house, be set up, you know, that they would do everything and then they'd leave. Well, Bob wanted it sooner because I couldn't get it until like later this month. And so he said, nope, let's just have them drop it off. So they dropped it off last week. Uh oh. And the, what Bob had to do to get this TV on the wall, he had to first take the TV that was up there off the wall. Which is in itself an act of courage. Exactly. So yeah. that requires a lot of work. <laughs> but not only that, we're, so we moved that TV to our bedroom. So we took the TV in our bedroom off the wall to put that TV on our wall. Then the TV in our bedroom, which is now free, hmm. went to Eloise's room, our granddaughter. Gotcha. And so that was a lot of moving stuff around um, and waiting for this wonderful, I mean, really cool TV to be delivered. And so we got it. I mean, he was like oh. a kid waiting in line to talk to Santa Claus. Oh, my goodness. I'm so excited for him. Oh, yeah. Except. <laughs> oh, no. It didn't so he, work. He gets it. I mean, we literally, it took both of us to get it up on the wall. And he turns it on. And it went. Bleep, bleep, and it turned off. Mm -hmm. And then we're like, okay, that was just, you know, no big deal. We're just going to. That was a fluke. So a hundred tries later. <gasps> no. <laughs> Oh my gosh, my heart. I'm so, so sad for him. I know. And so he, it's gone. I mean, it was gone and it, it wasn't, it was totally defective. And um, he spent oh, about two hours on the phone with Best Buy trying to figure out what was wrong with it. Anyway, we got the new one delivered this morning. Did they put it up for you? They did not. They did not. But I told Bob, before we put it on the wall, you're plugging it in. <laughs> Let's make sure. Wow. I didn't even think about that. That's so yeah. smart. Okay. And it came on and we both like got goosebumps because oh, we were like, oh, thank cute. goodness we got a good one. So Aww. it's on the wall and his butt is planted in front of the television for the remainder of the day. Oh, that's so fun. Congratulations, <laughs> Bob. And happy birthday. I didn't even tell him happy birthday. I'm the worst. Well, he he deleted his social media, so... Well, there's no way I'm going to call. So no, that's exactly. You know, exactly. Okay. I won't even text him. <laughs> I'm so bad. I should have done that. I should send him one today and be like, okay, I, I apologize. And then he'll be like, I don't care. You never have remembered. So anyway. Um, okay. So I can't believe she said that out loud. This is Leslie's story for the week. And um, it's embarrassing. And also, I don't know. Tell me what you think the, the word to describe this is. Okay. So remember last week's podcast? or two weeks ago, we were talking about, um, you were talking about your story about the bird feeder and, and mm -hmm. seeing the Cardinal and everything. And you talked about our dad and well, I sent him a message, you know, we were texting and I was like, make sure you listen to the podcast here. You know, this, we start talking about you at this point, blah, blah, blah. Well, then I get, I go to text him this message to go listen at this point because we talked about him. And then all of a sudden I get a message from my friend, Angie who I had also been texting. And she goes, oh my gosh, I can't wait to hear it. You really talked about me. That's so sweet. Oh no. <laughs> Wrong person. Oh no. Uh, Andy, I'm like, so sorry. Angie. Like, <laughs> let me just give you an idea of Angie. I love Angie so much. She is the sweetest, like most thoughtful. If I go in for a medical test and I tell her like two years before, she'll call me that day and say, how was your medical test? Like, she's ridiculous. <laughs> like, she's so thoughtful and so sweet. And so I told her, I said, well, okay, that was meant for my dad. Um, but because of that, now you will be talked about <laughs> on the next <laughs> podcast. <laughs> well, and here's what's so sad about Angie. I like she and her best friend, Shelly came to visit me 
last year and they loved Utah so much that they decided to come back. So they booked a trip and I'm like, yay, let's do it. So fun. And we were starting to plan things. And then I realized my husband booked a trip for me and him to go to the beach that exact same week. And we will literally be leaving. I know we leave at 6 a.m., and then she'll be in tomorrow afternoon and she'll be, she'll be leaving the day that we come back, like right before we leave. Or oh come back. my goodness. <laughs> but oh, her and Shelly, no. they're going to come to Utah again. They had so much fun here last year that they decided to come back. Oh, and my um, I love you, Angie. Thank you so much for your sweet spirit and your loving heart. Angie actually works at Proverbs 31 Ministries. Oh yeah. She does like, she's their organized person who like does everything, <laughs> you know, keeps everybody on track. So yeah. <laughs> she's a great friend. I love her so much. So anyway, that was my, I can't believe she said that. I hate when that happens because then it made me think, why didn't I talk about Angie? She deserves <laughs> to be talked about. Anyway, uh, today we're going to be talking about something pretty important. Um, man, it's important. So important. In fact, that I really hope that if you don't have time to finish right now, that you'll come back and finish it later because it's really good. We're going to be talking about personal boundaries um, and what they are. They're just limits or I hate the word rules, but you know, if you like that word, <laughs> we'll, we'll let you use it that we set for ourselves within relationships. Um, a person with healthy boundaries is able to say no to others uh, when they want to, but they're also comfortable opening themselves up to intimacy and close relationships. So just, you know, sometimes I think we think somebody with boundaries is like unapproachable and mm-hmm. just always going to say no. And that's not true. They just right. know. And and the cool thing is, is if you communicate those boundaries in, in the right way, it's actually really easy to be friends with these people because you yeah. don't take things personally. Exactly. You know, and we're going to talk about that actually about oh, these different kinds of um, boundaries or three types of boundaries. So, um, but before we start that, um, it's I'm going to call this segment "Confession Time" from a people pleaser, hmm. because that's me and it's oh, you and me. Yes, let's <laughs> not even forget that. And a wise woman named Leslie Niece, hmm, that's me, recently <laughs> recommended a book to me, and it literally is just called "Boundaries." Yeah, that's the name <laughs> of the book, and it's by Dr. Henry Cloud and Dr. John Townsend. Marie, and can I stop you for a second? Yeah, I, I actually told you to read this book years ago. Okay, whatever, whatever. Okay. But yeah. you just never did. I finally listened. Well, it, yeah. So, <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks. Like, I can't believe she said that out loud. Um, so what I want to do, something that I've really been working on in this summer actually is trying to figure out what my boundaries are. Cause I'm a terrible boundaryless. Is that right? That's I'm making up a word. No, boundaryless person. And, yeah. um, I'm, I'm a, a yes person. I'm a people pleaser and I'm just now at the, the ripe young age of 53 realizing that I need better boundaries. Hmm. And um, I am an enabler and I am a codependent and I'm, I'm just now learning all this stuff in this book, which by the way, is a Christian book, but that doesn't really matter. It, it is meaningful to everybody yeah. because it, the, the information in here is just so good, but there's a section that I want to read and it's, it's regarding the law of sowing and reaping. And that really is um, a biblical term, but it's very, it's very real in everybody's life. Exactly. And it's cause and effect basically. Yeah. So whatever, you know, karma or karma. (laughs) Exactly. So 
The law of cause and effect is a basic law of life. The Bible calls it the law of sowing and reaping. When God tells us that we will reap what we sow, he is not punishing us. He's telling us how things really are. If you smoke cigarettes, you most likely will develop a smoker's cough, and you may even get lung cancer. If you overspend, you most likely will get calls from a creditor, and you may even go hungry because you have no money for food. On the other hand, if you eat right and exercise regularly, you may suffer fewer health problems. And if you budget wisely, you will have money for the bills and for the grocery store. So sowing and reaping. reaping. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes, however... Justin Timberlake calls it, what goes around comes around. (laughs) Goes around, goes around, goes around. Okay, sorry. JT. Yeah. Um, Okay. Sometimes, however, people don't reap what they sow because someone else, insert Marie, steps in and reaps the consequences (laughs) for them. If every time you overspent, your mother sent you money to cover the check overdrafts or high credit card balances, you wouldn't reap the consequences of your spendthrift ways. Your mother would be protecting you from the natural consequences, the hounding of creditors or going hungry. As the mother in the above example demonstrates, the law of sowing and reaping can be interrupted. Mm. And it is often people who have no boundaries, insert Marie, who do the interrupting. Just as we can interfere with the law of gravity by catching a glass tumbling off the table, people can interfere with the law of cause and effect by stepping in and rescuing irresponsible people. Mm. Rescuing a person from the natural consequences of their behavior enables them to continue in irresponsible behavior. Today, we call a person who continually rescues another person a codependent. Marie! (laughs) Insert Marie. (laughs) (laughs) Establishing boundaries helps codependent people stop interrupting the law of sowing and reaping in their loved one's life. Boundaries force the person who is doing the sowing also to do the reaping. Mm. And I'm that just like hit the nail on the head. I, I just want to rescue everybody. I want to fix everybody. And um, well, you don't want to see people hurting or struggling, right. but it goes back to that caterpillar story. You know, like the guy who saw the caterpillar. Have you ever heard this? I he's don't know. In his, the caterpillar's in his cocoon and he's like struggling to try to get out. So this guy like helps him get out of the cocoon because he feels sorry for him. Well, then the, right. the, he can't fly now because right. his wings haven't been developed by the struggle. The struggle is what actually makes the wings get strong enough for them to fly. So that caterpillar never was able to fly because yeah. the guy was like, oh, you poor thing, you're struggling. So that's also like a baby bird. Yeah. yeah. You know, these birds are in an egg for a reason. And mm-hmm. if you break that egg open for them, they die. So it's- they become an omelet. No, I'm just or kidding. They- <laughs> the same thing you that getting out of that egg is part of you know the, the struggle process. helps them to the be struggle. strong exactly so sometimes you have to suffer in order to learn mm-hmm. and you know i'm a rescuer so i can't help it but i'm working on it well I'm let me tell you something i would have probably been a rescuer too if my husband let me <laughs> and he just doesn't and he's had me like he has had to really just sit me down and go you just have to trust me on this one and I'm like, but, 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 and he's like, nope. And, and like, I love that. I'm so glad in retrospect, because it really helped the people in my life who I wanted to rescue. It helped them to learn to rescue themselves. Right. And, 
until people learn that, they're just going to keep learning that lesson over and over again. And then you think you don't like seeing them struggle. Wait till you have to see them do it over and over and over again. And that's when it gets hard. Yes. So exactly. Exactly. Wow. So I, I found this worksheet um, that was published by the University of Health Services Department of UC Berkeley. Okay. And it's basically called What Are Your Personal Boundaries? And there are three types of personal boundaries. And I'm going to let you go first and do the, the first okay. one. The rigid. All right. Yeah. These are rigid boundaries. This person avoids intimacy and close relationships, unlikely will ask for help, has few close relationships is very protective of personal information, may seem detached even with romantic partners, and keeps others at a distance to avoid the possibility of rejection. How Those are the, and I think when we think of somebody with boundaries, this is where our mind goes. Yes. It doesn't go to a healthy place. This is the most unhealthy type of boundary. Right. Yes. You yeah. can't live in this boundary very happily. No, you'd be alone. I mean, what is life right. if you're just living it alone? But I do know that feeling and I know people who who don't, they're never vulnerable because they're afraid that they'll be hurt. And I'm the complete opposite. I'm whatever, <laughs> well, I'm whatever says everything they're thinking. That's me. <laughs> oh, maybe that means no boundaries. <laughs> no, we'll get to you. We'll oh, get good. To you. Okay, good. Oh, then so there, yeah. there's the porous boundaries. I'm so sorry, that say that word again. Porous. This person overshares personal information. They have a difficulty saying no to the requests of others. They're over-involved with other people's problems, dependent on the opinions of others, accepting of abuse or disrespect, and they fear rejection if they do not comply. So this mm, is where I sit. That this is, that's painful. It's, it, this was so eye-opening for me to yeah. learn these things. And um, so porous is not good. It's, you know what, I think there's a little bit of good in there, but it, no, I would say, no, it's bad. I think it's got holes in it, like a sponge. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it's, you're not going to be happy in this type of boundary either. So well, you're always going to feel um, like everything you do is, is a show. You become right. a, you become, and I, I love this. You become a human doing instead of a human being. Yes. And you're constantly, well, and you know what, this, this is actually interesting. And I, I don't know why I'm this way, but it drives me nuts that I'm this way because I'm constantly worrying about everybody else around me. So like, let's say um, I'm going towards the line at the grocery store and someone else is too, and their cart is overflowing and I have like five items, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to let them go in front of me. Mm. Even though. Do you, are you afraid of confrontation? No, it's not even that. It's like, I just always think, <laughs> this is so bad. I feel like I'm in therapy. Um, like their time is more important than mine or something mm. along those lines. And even in traffic, right? It's like, I always feel like everybody is speeding to something important where while while I don't really have any important places oh, to go. Oh, see, no, that, that is so not me. <laughs> now, and here's the thing. You're actually living out a biblical principle. I don't know if you realize that. But no. I mean, it says we need to think of others as better than ourselves. And if we really did that, we would be like, instead of getting all mad, I mean, if you haven't heard our road rage episode from season <laughs> one, go back and listen, because that is my issue. And I know there's something deeply psych psychological, like rooted in that, but I get so mad 
when people yeah. are jerks on the road. Like it really makes me mad to the point where like I'm getting mad talking about getting mad at it. You know what I mean? <laughs> because I just feel like it's the most selfish, self-centered, narcissistic thing that you can do is be a blank hole on the road. You know what I mean? You really can't. I mean, it's just not nice. So anyway, I digress. Um, yeah, I, I, I feel like for me, I, I need to probably do a little more of what you're doing. I don't think it's necessarily bad. The the thing that you need to probably tweak a little bit is that you're thinking you're not as important. Yes. The Bible doesn't say don't think of yourself as important. You right. know, it says right. think of others as better than yourself. Basically, just be kind, you know, show joy and, and kindness to other people. And that's, I, I wish I could be like that. More. Well, no, but my problem is I do it. It's passive aggressive because oh. I don't always feel good about it. Sometimes I'm like... <laughs> You know, it's like, sometimes I'm like, you know, why did I do that? Why did they, you know, why do I think they needed that more than I did? You know, it's just crazy. Well, yeah. And I, yeah. Okay. So anyway. that would be maybe a porous boundary. It is. You know, cause what you could say is to the person with the full cart, do you mind if I jump in front? I've got five items, you know, and nine right. times out of 10, they're going to go, of course not. Unless they're a jerk. And, right. Um, right. You know, so. You're right. So okay. healthy boundaries. Talk about healthy boundaries. Yes. Let's talk about that. This person values their own opinions. They don't compromise values for others. Mm, That's big a big one. one. Big. Shares personal information in an appropriate way. Does not over or under share. That's a tough line. That's good. Because, you know, it's it. I, I do think it's important to share personal information if you want others to feel that freedom with you. But, you know, you also have to be careful. I well, remember there was one time I was speaking and I shared some stuff from my past that I, it was too much. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't have done it. And it, I broke down on stage and, oh wow, yeah. And I was like, okay, never again. Every time that I speak from now on, I'm going to pray and ask God to give me wisdom as to what is too much. It was too much. Mm -hmm. And I will never forget. I was so embarrassed. Um, yeah. Everybody was really sweet, but it was like, I wasn't ready. You know, yeah. I, I didn't have that boundary in place. Well, and you usually can feel yeah, where that do. boundary is. And when you yeah. cross it, you're like, oh, crap. Man, darn it. <laughs> All right. All right. So here's some more uh, healthy boundary things. They know their personal wants and their needs, and they can communicate them. This mm -hmm. is huge because mm -hmm. knowing them and communicating them are very different. Yes. A lot of times we assume everybody can read our minds. Exactly. And we exactly. get so mad when they don't listen. Yes. To what we're not saying. That's right. <laughs> exactly. And, and that happens a lot in my house. And it's not even, it's it's like Bob will come in and he'll be all upset about something. And I'll be like, well, my ESP's turned off today. So I oh, didn't, yeah. I couldn't read your mind. <laughs> Yeah, I, I've always said that uncommunicated expectation mm -hmm. is a premeditated disappointment. Woohoo! Yeah. That's a quote, right? Leslie Nees. You can there write you go. That down. <laughs> just just write it down right now. Do you want me to say it again? Yes, can you? Okay, yeah, I think so. Um, <laughs> an uncommunicated expectation is a premeditated disappointment. Oh my gosh, I love it. Right? Because if I you don't communicate it. it, and that most, if you look at your life, most of the disappointments in your life are because of unmet expectations, mm -hmm. period. But did you communicate them? Or did you hope that they learned just by watching you? Or maybe they, you thought they thought the way you think. You guys, people don't think the way we think. We got to right. quit expecting us from other people. 
Exactly. You know, that's a boundary. Like, <laughs> I'm going to yeah. put that boundary up right now. All right. There's one more thing about healthy boundaries I want to talk about. They accept when others say no to them. Yeah. When, if somebody says no to you, what do you do? Does it make you mad? Um, it depends on what I'm asking for. Do you know what it does for me if somebody said, because usually if somebody has good boundaries and they can say no, um, they usually say it in a way that makes me realize you're just protecting yourself. You're not trying to be a jerk. Mm -hmm. You know, if they communicate to me their heart behind saying no, mm -hmm. I respect that. And I'm like, dang, I wish I could be like that. Mm -hmm. I want to be like you when I grow up. <laughs> well, and because I'm Miss Boundaryless, I can't say it, boundaryless person. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually, yeah, when people say no to me and, you know, think about it, you've got your work environment and your personal and, you know what I mean? You've got mm -hmm. all these different friendships and it's like, it, it kind of depends on who's giving me the no, Yeah, but I do, I tend to take it personally sometimes. And instead of communicating that yeah. or just trying to understand it better, I just stay quiet. So man, I'm a case. I am just like a, a case to be reckoned with today. Well, I think, I think we both are in our own ways. I, you know, <laughs> I, I mean, I feel like sometimes I can be between rigid and porous. Mm. Um, I, I want to be healthy. I want to think that I'm healthy, but as I listen to this, I'm like, yeah, I'm not, I don't like rejection. Yeah. I don't like when people are jerks. I don't assume the best of them when they cut me off in traffic. Oh, bless his heart. He's probably on the way to the hospital. No, mm -mm. other words come out and right. they are not pleasant. So, well, and I think that's a it's interesting. It's very interesting that before I read all of this and learned about it, I really, um, I don't know. I thought I had good boundaries. Hmm. You know what I mean? I I thought I did. And then that book Boundaries that, you know, by Dr. Cloud and Dr. Townsend, when I read that, I was like, holy moly, I have a lot of work to do. Well, okay. So we, we're talking about boundaries. We've seen what's good about them. Let's talk about what they really are. Like, I, I think what would be important is to help people understand what it looks like, because it's, right. it's kind of ambiguous a little bit. So well, it's different kinds of personal boundaries. Yeah. There's a lot and of different categories. What does the boundary do? Think about it. It keeps out unpleasant things. It's like a fence mm -hmm. or it keeps right. something in. It's a right? protection. It's a it's protection. A protective, yeah. And in the Christian world, we pray for a hedge of protection. Yeah. And and I heard a co comedian once say, why are we pray praying for a hedge? Don't we want like a big old wall? Like what's up with that? I was like, yeah, that's funny. Anyway. Um, so yeah, it's to, it's for protection, for protection for you, but also for the people in your life. And, um, and so anyway, so some ideas to give you an idea of what a physical boundary is. All right. That would refer to personal space and physical touch, uh, healthy physical boundaries include an awareness of what's appropriate and what's not in various settings and types of relationships. Like, should you hug? Probably not COVID shake hands. Absolutely not COVID kiss. Oh gosh, no COVID. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> Those are boundaries. Um, physical boundaries may be violated if someone touches you when you don't want them to, right? Or when they invade your personal space. For example, rummaging through your bedroom—that is—that is invading a physical physical boundary. Yeah. I actually saw this played out on Survivor one season not too long ago. Um, a guy was on there. He was just a touchy feely person, and yeah. you know I can be a touchy feely person. It doesn't make you a bad person, but if you're touchy feely and people who have these personal boundaries and they communicate them to you and they did, and mm -hmm. you keep doing it, their physical reaction, when you come up to touch them, you yeah. know, 
Well, there was um, an instance like it's probably 25 years ago, but I was at work and there was this man that came to our office who I had talked to on the phone several times, but he was a kisser, not on the lips, but he did the whole kiss each cheek. <gasps> and I, I have a bubble. I yeah. and don't don't come in my bubble. I <laughs> I'm not a good middle seat person on an airplane because yeah, of my yeah. bubble. Yeah, it, because I don't even want to touch elbows with a stranger, and it's mm -hmm. not. It is just a, it's just a personal thing for me, and so I do have a very rigid wall, not a hedge, for my <laughs> physical boundaries. <laughs> Ain't no hedge around her. She got a big old wall. Okay. Oh man. So okay, then so that's physical. Now yeah, what, that's, what's the next one? So next is emotional boundaries, and this refers to a person's feelings. Healthy emotional boundaries include limitations on when to share. So that's like the overshare, undershare thing. Mm -hmm. And when not to share personal information. For example, gradually sharing personal information during the development of a relationship as opposed to revealing everything to everyone in the beginning. Emotional mm -hmm. boundaries are violated when someone criticizes, belittles, or invalidates another person's feelings. Mm. That is so true. Yes, exactly. You know where I really struggled with this was when I was on the radio. I used to do a Christian morning show. Yeah, I say Christian. It was a morning show for a radio station that was, you know, Christian based. And um, and it was, I would share things. I was very transparent on the air, which was very, a lot of people liked that, right? Mm -hmm. But it also invited so many people to judge me. Right. And so I kind of have had a hard time opening up again because of that, you know, judge my motives. They think they know everything. They think I think like they think they think I do things that they do. And, and it, 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 it was very, and I like the word invalidates because it was very invalidating to me right. to right. get that kind of feedback. And so that was very difficult to be out on that public platform and just to be reamed about just being myself, making my own choices. Yeah. And, uh, you know, questioning everything. Am I a good Christian? Am I not a good Christian? I mean, it was just, yeah. it was horrible. Well, and it can be as simple as, so last week I had to write a memo for work. And before I sent it out, I sent it out to a couple people and like, hey, did I hit everything? And one of them took it and changed it completely. Ooh, how did that make you feel? <laughs> I did not like it because I'm a good writer and I did not like, and I didn't like the way she changed it either. So then that meant confrontation and coming to some kind of compromise because I didn't like the way she wrote it. She didn't like the way I wrote it. Oh, and, so, and you know why? Because you guys don't think the same. Right. Exactly. You're probably more emotional or more, um, feely. It, I am. emotionally intellect, mm -hmm. you know, is probably how I would describe you. And I feel like maybe she probably isn't, she's probably more just intellect, <laughs> but anyway, um, I don't know. I don't know. No, I would no, I'm assume. laughing. I'm laughing because I'm like, oh, I hope she doesn't hear it. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and if she does, it's okay. She's probably like, Dan, where are you? You know, I know, so. I know talking about me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that can't be me they're talking about. Okay. Um, we digress. So here's another boundary. This is material boundaries. Now, this refers to money and possessions. Okay. Something that you can touch. Healthy material boundaries involve setting limits on what you'll share and with whom. For example, it may be appropriate to lend a car to a family member, but probably not to someone you met this morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. And uh, material boundaries are violated when someone steals or damages another person's possessions or when they pressure them to give or lend them their possessions. Yeah. I had a, a personal material boundary that was violated in college. I'll never forget. I had this shirt. And it was such a cool shirt, you know, like 
kind of long in the front, but very long in the back. And like, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, there was the eighties style. Yeah. Let's just call it what it is. <laughs> and, um, and it was very interesting. I had bought it in Okinawa. So it wasn't something that anybody could get. And I saw a girl wearing my shirt and I hadn't been able to find it. Oh. And I asked her, where did you get it? And she made up something and I knew she had mm -hmm. stolen it. I knew because nobody else had that shirt, but me, it was bought in Okinawa. What were you in Okinawa? I don't think so. So <laughs> it just, yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little bitter, but you know, when you, when you bust through somebody's material boundary like that, right. I mean, you've destroyed trust instantaneously. Yeah. Right. You know, no, I, it's like when someone breaks into your car, you know what I mean? Uh, or they build something out of your car. Feel there, violated. There is an icky feeling right. when you sit in your car, knowing that someone else violated that space. So be a good human Yes. and, and leave people's material boundaries where okay. they belong. So yeah. The next type of boundary is rated PG-13. Okay. Um, but it is sexual boundaries. So okay. I'm going to give you a few seconds to pause if you'd like to. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't get really bad, but I just... No, I just still, yeah, you, you want to be for careful. For a PG show talking well, about... Well, why don't you listen to it? And then if it's okay and you feel like they can listen, you can bring it back in. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So refer to the emotional, intellectual, and physical aspects of sexuality. Healthy sexual boundaries involve mutual understanding and respect of limitations and desires between sexual partners. Hmm. Sexual boundaries can be violated with unwanted sexual touch, pressure to engage in sexual acts, inappropriate staring and gestures, or just sexual comments. Yeah. So you can have these types of boundaries with your partner, you know, yeah. Like, yeah. hey, I'm not doing that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> No, thanks. Um, yes, exactly. That's not going to happen. Um, <laughs> but also, I mean, this is a boundary at work that we hear a lot about where, you know, someone tells a joke with a sexual overtone or, mm -hmm. you know, they they speak in a way that is degrading or, you know, sexually uh, discrimination or excuse me, sexually discriminatory. Yeah. And so um, anyway, it can happen in a lot of environments, but mm -hmm. it is important that because think about it. Let's say you decide okay, I'm just going to, I'm going to let it go. I'm going to give them, give this person what they want, even though I don't want to. Right. Then, then how do you feel? Well, because the boundary has been busted yeah. yes. and then they're going to want to do more. They'll keep exactly. going. Exactly. And I've experienced that in yep. workplaces before where you just let them go. And then eventually you, you're just like, okay, I can't right now. Like right. with you, I can't with you. I just right. need you to just get out of my face right now. Cause right. You, you can only take so much. So it's important to establish those boundaries up front. And if I could have done anything different, that's what I would have done is yeah. said, there will be none of that in my presence from the right. beginning. But you know, I was trying to be porous. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna, I definitely never heard of porous boundaries before, but I definitely know what they are now. Yeah, so. I think so too. I, I identify, <laughs> I identify as porous. Anyway, um, another boundary is time boundaries. Yes. Time is huge. Yep. You know, this is how people use their time. And we all know it's the most precious commodity. It really is. Think about yep. it. Yep. To have healthy time boundaries, a person must set aside enough time for each facet of their life, such as work relationships and hobbies. Time boundaries are violated when another person demands too much of another's time. Yeah. And we know. Hard. Yes, we know who those people are. And there are times when those people <laughs> call and you look at your phone and you're like, not today. I don't have time. Yeah, I just yeah. can't. Because I I know they need that. That's who they are. They need to tell me every single detail. 
right. of something. And I want to talk to them eventually, but right now is not the time. You know, she's talking about me. No, I'm not. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Marie and I are at a place in our relationship. She'd be like, girl, listen, I got five minutes. Just tell me what you got to tell me and let's go. Um, but you know, it's funny. I actually have a good example of somebody who set a time boundary with me from the very beginning because I do tend to be chatty, right? Mm-hmm. And this woman is not. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was my mentor for many, many years. And when we, the very first time we met, she goes, this is what we're going to do. You know, when, when we meet, I'm going to tell you how long I have, and we mm-hmm. can just talk whatever for that amount of time. Like she knew that that was an issue for me and that I'm wide open. Now we, there've been times we've kind of gone, you know, a little over or whatever, but we've always said, okay, we're going to try harder next time. You know, it's not like we're trying to bust that boundary down. And I always respected that. It never offended me because I was like, listen, at least she's making time for me. You know, she, she had some pretty, pretty good boundaries for herself. And if I would call um, and she, you know, it got to the point where we had to make appointments. Like, wow, we'll talk on Thursday at two o'clock. Okay. Okay. Great. Don't talk to me until then. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And she trained me well. And so I feel like, you know, I think it's good. And, and if you have somebody that like that in your life, who's calling you a lot and wanting to, you know, go over things and do things all the time. Um, you know, set some to say, listen, you're, you're important to me. So let's make an appointment every week and sit down just me and you, and you just talk all you want. So if there's things that you want to talk about, write it down and then talk about it when we get together. Oh my gosh. You're like, like, I just had like this epiphany. I, I've never even thought about doing that. (laughs) I'm not even kidding you. I'm, I'm sitting here going, that's what I should do. (laughs) And I did all the research. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, I learned it from Linda, my my mentor. She was really good at it. And she taught me not only to respect her time, but to respect my own. Because yeah. I tend to not have boundaries. If I can really connect with somebody, forget about it, man. I'm just going to love on you. You can call me whenever you want. I don't care. And then eventually I'm like, oh, you know, what have I done? I feel so bad. I, I don't want to say no. And, you know, because there comes a time where you have to say no. Right. So it's important to make those boundaries. Anyway. Well, so now that we've talked about all of this, like, where do you think you are with your own personal boundaries? Like, how much work do you need to do? Oh, yeah. Um, I think I, I think I'm doing better. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to be you honest. I, I think, think you are doing, too. Yeah, I am tremendously better than I used to be. Um, I'm starting to find my voice. I think sometimes I can get a little rigid, to be honest. Whereas before rigid was nowhere near me. So I feel like I kind of flirt with it sometimes. Right. (laughs) And so I need to be careful um, not to put those walls up. And I need to be able to trust that I can let people in without letting them take over. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's excellent. And I mean, I've already told you that I know that I'm boundaryless. So well, you're working though. You're here. The first step, honestly, think about it. The first step to getting this you know, worked out in your life is to admit that there's even a problem. Once yeah. you admit that problem, then you can, you can go forward. Exactly. And that's what I'm doing right now. And, mm-hmm. and it's, and it is working. I just, you know, there's just certain things I can't do now. Do you remember the the hair club for men? I do. Okay. Do you remember the ad he said, the guy who like, he goes, I am not just the founder. I'm also a client. Yes. Okay. I feel like right now, like we're not just here to teach you things. We're going through things too. And we're going through them together, which I think is really, really fun. 
I think that's important. I had no idea where you were she going was like, with that. Where the I'm heck like, is she going with that? Is my hair thinning? <laughs> I'm like, what the heck is she oh, talking no. about? <laughs> Please. You've got Nichols hair. Ain't going nowhere. Um, anyway. Okay. So I don't know. I, I feel like this was a really good podcast. I feel like it may have opened some cans of worms. Um, if there's anything that you learned or something that you found helpful, talk about it with us. We would love to see maybe in the comments on Facebook or send us an email. Actually, midlifemadnesspodcast at gmail.com is going to be a way for you to contact us and send an email. But, you know, we're also on social media. So we've got, we've got a Twitter that we never use. So don't go there. Um, (laughs) I just can't figure out how to close it. So I'm stuck with it. I'm like, I don't know how to make this thing go away. So I'm just not very, Twitter's just toxic. I can't even with Twitter. Yeah, I don't do it. But we are on Instagram and Facebook. Um, Yeah. So there's, there's ways for you to comment and, you know, let, let people know if this was helpful to you. Maybe, (laughs) maybe you're listening going, oh, so-and-so really needs to hear this. Maybe let them know. Yeah. But but just so you know, you probably needed to hear it too. Just a heads up. (laughs) It's way easier to see everybody else's problems than our own. Yeah. And if you've been listening to this episode thinking, oh, so-and-so needs to hear this. Why don't you re-listen and (laughs) listen from your perspective? (laughs) We we listen. We are speaking because we know we do the exact same thing. It's like, oh man, so-and-so really needs to hear this. Like, okay, Leslie, go listen to it for yourself. Anyway. Um, anyway, thank you so much for joining us today. We are excited to be back with you for season two. Uh, this is just one of the many topics that we're going to be drudging through. And to be honest, I mean, if there's more that we can talk about about this topic, I think it's important. We probably yeah. will, you yeah. know. But we had a great time hanging out with you. We hope you had fun hanging out with us. You know, you can always subscribe to Midlife Madness on your favorite podcast app. And we just got a note from Amazon. They have added us to their repertoire of podcasts. Woo! We I know. We we are so in now. Like, we get it. We're so, like, cool. We're in the cool club. So we're on, you know, all the other ones, too. But the, the good thing about um, subscribing is that every time you subscribe, like, then you it's there. You don't ever have to go looking for it. It just kind of downloads automatically. So every other Monday, you'll have us in your mailbox, email box, not your mailbox. We won't be in your mailbox. In your that would be really uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. You're getting to be here. Um, okay. So as we're closing today, may you create the boundaries in your life that will keep your world free of strife. That was really nice. Thanks, Marie. And don't forget, my friend, you're enough right where you are. Thanks for joining us on Midlife Madness Podcast, and we will talk to you in two weeks. Can't wait to talk to you again. Have a great day.